This is the Adulting I Hate It Here podcast. Ciao. Adulting is good. I want to go home. I hate it here. I hate it here. I hate it here. I want to go home. I hate it here. I hate it here. I hate it here. Welcome back, my fellow adultees and adult adjacents. This is the Adulting I Hate It Here podcast. I'm your host, I am Queen T. I am Q W E N T E E. Same thing on all the socials. You know me. Hit up the Adulting I Hate It Here podcast on the Instagram, Facebook like page, and swing on over to the Twitter machine. It is Adulting I H I H pod. Follow me and subscribe on YouTube. There'll be more videos. I know I'll be saying that, but listen, this isn't easy. Okay? This isn't easy. Anywho. How have you guys been? Okay, have you been drinking your water, watering your plants, minding your business and getting your fiber in? Because you just want to make sure y'all digestive system is working the way it should be. So make sure you eat things that have fiber, take your vitamins, you know, because we are not young whippersnappers no more, okay? All that little cute young people shit is over, okay? When you get up, everything creaks and pops. If you have to grunt when you get up and sit down, not because of weight, but the sheer fact that uh, your existence on this planet has been lengthy and now your joints don't work like they used to. I know. Welcome. Welcome to the club, guys. Back pain. Let's talk about it. Lower back pain at that. No one could have prepared. I don't I don't know. No one could have prepared me for this foolishness that is... um, being 30 plus and still in my mind feeling like I'm 26, but my body is clearly letting me know that I have limitations. Fast food is one of them. There are certain fast food, like I feel like Wendy's is like the lesser lesser of evils. Pero other shit, you know, my system just be like, girl, I have told you many a times, please stop eating this. You don't listen? I'm just going to cramp up your whole stomach then. Because at some point it's gonna register to you that we don't want it, we don't want this in our bodies. No, we don't want it. But you just keep eating the shit that your body keeps telling you you don't want. And um that's where just being stubborn comes in. So shout out to everybody that <laughs> is struggling with their adulting body. And we're doing our best, right, guys? We're trying to eat good, we're trying to get our exercise. We're trying to not pay attention to whatever 45 got going on because you can't tell me that a 70 plus year old obese man who eat McDonald's every day somehow is whooping COVID's ass. It's not happening. Something is going on over there. I don't know. I mean, I had sent my prayers up, but maybe the prayer lines got clogged up or whatever, and maybe it didn't get quite through to God. And um, just anytime you want to take this one, Lord, just this one in particular, 45. You keep taking everybody around him, but just holler at your boy right there. Um, Anyway, it has been a long week, of course. Um, the show didn't air as promptly as it normally does. And y'all just gonna have to see me about that. Okay. Um, catch me in the street, but no, it's just been a long week. Midterms are coming up, of course. And it just takes a lot out of me every time I try to be as studious as I can, but like child that don't be happening. So I do my best and I don't sweat the small stuff and That's something that I've recently probably come to is sometimes I will frustrate myself and try to do things like on a timely thing, especially if I have a habit of doing things in a timely manner. I have to remember that no one created that rule for me except for my own self and my own standards. And what I'm actually disappointing is myself when I don't do the things that I say I'm going to do or, you know, whatever it may be. But I learned to kind of just not sweat the small stuff. No one is putting a gun to my head telling me that I have to drop this show at an exact time. I created that rule. So if I created that rule, I have the room to adjust that rule according to my life. And I implore you guys to do the same, you know, and to not be so critical and tough and hard ass about certain things. Now, of course, we want to be consistent. Um, You know, we preach about consistency all the time. We we preach about it because we want it from other people. We expect it from other people. 
But a lot of times when it comes to ourselves, we don't really give ourselves that thorough consistency that we look for. So it always starts there. And it also starts with some accountability. And that's what me telling you guys, I know it's supposed to drop on time, but like, you didn't do that today. But I will talk about something that I don't think I talked about on the previous episode because I was just over it at that time. But I have woosahed, grabbed both my ears, and took a couple of breaths. Now, to... Actually, let me get my music ready for this segment because I have the perfect song to talk about this micro nigga, if you will. This is for Daystar. Daystar, Shamel, Mario before he eats the big mushroom, pint size, piece of man. The streets call Tory Lanes. Well... Tory has gotten himself in a little conundrum at this point. I was furious on the simple fact that Megan was trying to spare this man, okay? The embarrassment, he was, she was trying to spare him embarrassment. She was trying to spare him to have to talk about all of this and just lay low and shut the fuck up. That's all she was asking him to do. And he was struggling. He couldn't do it. In fact, he couldn't do it so much that he went to the studio, got some producers, got it mixed and mastered. I mean, had all the time to do all those things to explain whatever happened. And you wanted to monetize. You assaulted her like you shot her in her feet. And to put out an album like, well, I mean, well, here's my side. Like, girl, I don't care about your side. You shot somebody. You're going to jail. Speaking of jail. So, Tori was charged uh, last Thursday, or maybe Thursday before that, with um, assault with a semi-automatic firearm, personal use of a firearm, and carrying a loaded, unregistered firearm in a vehicle. In addition, he faces a gun allegation and a charge that he personally inflicted great bodily injury, which he could face up to 22 years. He ain't even 22 inches long. So, I mean, Godspeed. I don't, I don't know about the 22 years per se. I do think that's quite excessive. Considering that Megan is alive and well and able to thrive and take care of herself and still continue to have a career and whatnot. But I feel like, damn it, you do the crime, you better do the time. And in this case, he's facing up to 22 years. So, um, Daystar, go straight to hell. I just wanted to make sure I talked about that because I just didn't like the fact that he dropped that album and people were so quick to listen to it. And I was like, okay, what is it going to take? Because we clearly see that the way that black women are treated or the lack of concern or care or protection. And I know there's a lot of talk about protect black women, protect black women. Okay, you're telling us to protect black women as soon as a man puts out some music that explains the story of how he assaulted somebody or if he did it if he didn't and you're actually entertaining the idea of whatever other story he can corroborate and it doesn't make sense because you could clearly see that one person was shot and the other person was not and it really comes down to that for me and for anybody that was listening to the album well i just wanted to hear what it don't talk to me about anything else about protecting black women don't ask what that means don't don't bring up the conversation i don't want to talk about it with you because clearly in every opportunity you have to protect and stand up for a black woman you choose the latter and i don't understand that in people and oh well i'm separating the artist from the art and it's like stop cut it out just say you don't care and move on. But don't sit here and tell me you care about black women. You love black women. You support black women. You protect black women. And when you get the opportunity to do them, you don't. So don't bring it up and don't talk to me about that. So I hope he goes straight. No detours or deviations, okay? I hope he goes straight to hell. Because it's really messed up to do to somebody and then try to monetize off of hurting someone. And the pain you caused someone. And you could have explained your side, but you wanted to go in the studio and do that. And I don't have respect for that. And I don't have respect for people who still will listen to his music in spite of what they already know at this point. And I don't care all you uh, private eyes out there that try to put pieces together. And oh, but, but on this song he said, and then this was something, I know there's a part of the story I'm not hearing. It's like, yeah, the part of the story that you're not hearing is the truth on his part. 
Megan said her truth. People decided whether they wanted to believe her or not, which is ridiculous to me. She had to get on IG Live to cry and explain the story and the position it put her in. And this man basically said, I don't know what she's talking about, but here's an album. Please listen to it. No, I hope he gets um, a considerable amount of time because you got to pay for the things that you do. Anyway, uh, so guys, what I wanted to talk about today. All right. Now, I know that a lot is going on in the world between COVID, parties in spite of COVID. Shout out to the Lakers for winning the championship. I had to throw that little seasoning in there because I don't really care about that. But, you know, all these things are going on and sometimes it could feel like too much noise. Like there's so much chaos in the world that sometimes you want some solitude or you need time alone or you need some me time, self-care. All of these things we do to try to, you know, upkeep our well-being. But when that happens, you know what can creep in? Negative self-talk. And that's what I want to talk about today. Negative self-talk. A lot of times we don't really notice when we're speaking negatively about ourselves, about our situation, about whatever's going on with us personally. A lot of people can't find a way to see the positive in their situations, so they're bombarded with negative thoughts. Now, what is a negative thought? Well, this is a little excerpt I stole from the interwebs. Don't know who quoted it or said it, but I think it perfectly nails the phrase exactly. So what is negative self-talk? Well, basically it's an inner dialogue with yourself and it may be limiting your ability to believe in yourself and your own ability and to reach your potential. It is any thought, any, that diminishes your ability to make positive changes in your life or your confidence in yourself to do so. And I think everybody, clear across the board, I don't know anyone that isn't struggling with negative self-talk and the way that they communicate with themselves about themselves. And it was brought to my attention some years ago where I had someone ask me like, why do you speak so negatively about yourself? Or why do you downplay your achievements? And I didn't have an answer. I was just like, oh, you know, my little raggedy podcast and my little this and my little this and my little that. Because, you know, that's how black people minimize anything. You just throw a little little in front of it and it's already minimized. But, you know, my little podcast, my little relationship, my little this, my little this, my little that. And she was like, what does that even mean? Why do you speak that way as if you aren't amazing? I realized that I struggled accepting compliments because something in me didn't believe it and something in me believed the negative self-talk that I had already told myself that, oh, I'm not where I need to be because I don't do X, Y, Z or just the loaded things you kind of say to yourself that you otherwise wouldn't let anybody else get away with talking to you like that. But you allow yourself to speak to yourself in a harsh manner that you feel like you're just being real with yourself. Like, oh, I'm just keeping it real. And it's like, yeah, there is a fine line between keeping it real and and true to what the situation may be or who you may be in that moment. But then there's other negative self-talk and dialogues that go on And the problem is that we start to believe it. We really start to believe if you constantly tell yourself, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not a good skater. I can't skate. I can't, I cannot, I can't do it. No matter what you say, no matter what you do, no matter how many times I've tried, I can't do it. That kind of language is what resonates in your body, in your mind. And it says you can't, well, then we can't. And it doesn't go any further than that. And it's not pushed, it's not evolved. It's not forwarded in any type of way or progressive in any type of way. It is literally created to keep you stagnant. So a lot of us are struggling, like, why am I not in this place I should be in my life? Why don't I have this? Why don't I have that? And a lot of times we have to take a step back and realize 
the conversations we have with ourselves about ourselves. It's like, you don't believe you. You don't believe you. So recently I read The Alchemist again. Like I read it before, probably twice, but I read it before. But after I came out of a meditation, something was like, you know, I think you should read it. I think there are some gems in the book that you may have missed. So I knew that I was like, oh, I'm just going to, it's a really quick read, a small book. Um, And I said, you know, I'm going to read it a little bit and see if there's something in here that I missed. Boy, did I get a gem. Woo! Woy, as my Haitian community would say. I'm way. (laughs) But in this book and in this excerpt, it was something that just like popped out from the pages to me that. I felt the need to carry into my life and also share with you guys as well because there's something so important in the quote and in the statement that I know will resonate with you guys too. So in the story, I'll just give you a brief little synopsis of where the scenario was in this book. So there was a portion of the book where the main character is on this quest to find their treasure and their personal legend. Your personal legend is your journey, your path, the your purpose, the reason why you were here. And he's on his quest to find this. And um, he's with the, the alchemist. And the alchemist is rumored to be able to turn any stone to, I'm sorry, any metal to gold. So he did it in an example to show the boy that he could do it. He basically was saying like, oh, you think I can't do shit? Let me show you right now. He created the gold and uh, they were in a small village and he gave a piece of the gold to a merchant that helped them and let them live there for a little bit or spend the night or what have you. But the merchant got the piece of gold and was like, but this payment goes well beyond my generosity. Meaning, I know that I helped you, but this is far more than I can accept because I don't deserve this amount of gold or money or like, I don't deserve this amount. And the alchemist says, don't say that again. Life may be listening and we'll give you less next time. Ooh, that pierced me to my core. To not say something out loud again that you don't deserve things. That it's beyond your a person's generosity. It's beyond what you think you deserve and what you should be accepting. And it's to say that, like, whatever you believe in, universe, God, Allah, I don't, I don't care. But there is this source, this energy that's working alongside our everyday life. And when it definitely gets wind of you telling yourself of what you do and don't deserve. And like I said, with that negative self-talk, this really rang home for me. Um, because... Had that merchant just been appreciative and just, oh, I'm grateful and be gracious that someone would extend such a great generosity to you and extend that generosity to you to not feel like you don't deserve it. To not instantly feel like, no, 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 this is too much for somebody like me. Somebody like me doesn't have good things, nice things. Someone like me don't deserve to have good things, nice things, nice people, good situations, favorable things turn out. A lot of us tell ourselves these things and maybe not out loud, of course, but internally think about how many times someone has given you a compliment that you feel far (laughs) exceeds what you think you should be getting. You're like, oh, I'm pretty, but I'm not that pretty. You know, I'm smart, but I'm not that smart. And we find all of these creative ways to cut ourselves down a peg. And I understand it. Like I try to walk this fine line between being humble and modest and also don't play with me. Like I'm also that bitch still. But I don't walk around with some badge like, you know, I'm that bitch. It's like I can know in my spirit, I can know. But I'm always humble and I'm always modest and not to say that I don't deserve compliments because I definitely can, I learned to take compliments now. 
I learned to believe that whatever compliment that I'm hearing from someone or reading from someone is thoroughly what they believe about me. Who am I to tell them to not think that way? You know, who am I to run up and, and, and no, 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 no. Don't think this way about me. I'm actually horrible. Please, please don't shower me with praise. Please don't shower me with praise. So a lot of us are operating in high productivity and low praise. We love to do, 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 do. And as soon as you get a little bit of praise, it doesn't feel good. You like it. You're like, oh, you know, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then after a while, you feel awkward and don't know what to do because people think you are amazing. Because people may think you're beautiful, talented, intelligent. Whatever the compliment may be, it's hard for us to accept because we've spent years of telling ourselves the negatives, the negative, the negative. So I wanna ask a couple questions for you guys and also for myself. And I wanna be very honest with you guys as well. So one of the questions is, are we careful of the way that we speak of and about ourselves? So this isn't just the way we speak about ourselves. This is the way we speak of ourselves to others. Right. So it's it's both ways. It's how you feel about yourself and also how you communicate how you feel about yourself, because nothing is worse than being around some someone, some Eeyore ass person that's constantly doom and gloom. Oh, I can't do this. I'm no good. I'm ugly. I'm fat. I'm not attractive. No one wants me. Oh, I can't get this. Oh, I try to get this, you know, job opportunity and they didn't want to give me. Uh, the the position and all of this, you know, we've all been around people who dwell and live in negative self-talk and it's hard to tolerate. It's hard to accept from other people. It comes off as like self-loathing and a pity party. That's what it feels like on the outside when people are trying to shower you with praise and go, you're amazing. What are you talking about? And you just, no, no, I'm not. I'm not amazing. I don't do anything well. And you go down a list of all the things you can't do when really can't a lot of times is I haven't yet. Think about that. Can't a lot of times is I have not yet. If we take the initiative to try to do things that make us uncomfortable sometimes, to take those initiatives, honestly, you have no idea who you could be. You have no idea what you're capable of if you redirect the negative self-talk and redirect that inner dialogue to work for you, to work in your favor. So one, I want you guys also to be more conscious of these things. And when those thoughts start creeping in, be a little bit more observant. Like what's going on in this actual moment that's making me self-doubt? Is it, am I being confronted with a situation? Do I have to speak up for myself? And maybe I'm struggling with that. Um, Is it my personal relationship? Is it my boss? Is it my coworker that I have to create some type of boundaries with? And y'all know how coworkers can, are habitual line steppers. You know, they cross boundaries. And sometimes it's awkward trying to implement your boundaries, especially at work. Because you do want to be polite. You do want to be pleasant. You don't want to shake the table at a place that pays you. So a lot of us walk a very fine line in that regard. But we also have to be true to ourselves. And and even in the work environment, a lot of people struggle with people acknowledging their strengths or whatever they have done that's worthy or deserves some type of praise or acknowledgement, we like to kind of dim our own light because we don't like to shine and don't want to be the center of attention, don't want to seem like an arrogant person. And we work so hard to try not to be so many things that we aren't being at all. And you're not being authentic. And everyone talks about that, like, oh, you know, just be yourself, just be yourself and everything will work out fine. And it's like, if you tell me to be myself, 
And who I am is someone who speaks negatively about myself and to myself. Then it's not helpful to tell me to be myself because that needs work. That needs some type of adjustment. So like I said, one, I think that we all can just be a little bit more cognizant of the language that we use with ourselves because I think there's a lot of talk about love languages with other people and relationships and what have you. And I'm like, no one is talking about the love language that you need to have with yourself. First and foremost, with yourself. Because if you don't know how you need to be communicated with and to, then how can you relay that? How can you give that away? How can you extend that to other people in scenarios and situations when you're not really clear on how to be that for yourself? So like I said, we really need to just be aware of that. Now, my second question, do we have conviction When we use positive words of affirmation. Now, I wanted to talk about this for quite some time because, and I think I may have brushed on it an episode or two before, but I think it's something that should be revisited. Now, when I say conviction, it literally just translates to belief, unadulterated belief in something, someone, whatever. So the past few years, I've been noticing on socials that positivity has become trendy. Meditating, yoga, any self-care, mental health, awareness, all of these things have become quite trendy. I I, I ain't gonna hold y'all, it just is. And so you have people, oh, positive vibes only, positivity Positive affirmations. I am someone. I am a queen. I am. I am. And all of those things sound great. They do. They do sound great. And I do think that in long term, it does have an effect. But I think that it's so counterintuitive to tell yourself these words and phrases that you don't really believe. You don't believe them. You say them in hopes that you will get favor. And, and I just don't believe that that's how that works. You know, you can't really be doing something in an exchange type of way. So what I mean by this is, so I know that some years ago, maybe about 10 years ago, whenever the secret came out and y'all know, if you have watched, heard about the secret, our sweet sis, auntie Oprah has been talking about the secret, all of this stuff. One thing that I feel like The Secret does not talk about is the fact that the universe or source or whatever you want to call whatever it is out there, it cannot really discern between good and evil, good and bad. It simply reflects what you give. So it's completely impartial to whether you want something good or bad, you can liken this to a garden, as James Allen said. The garden, the soil, the dirt doesn't care what you plant. You could plant a weed. You could plant a beautiful garden. It is impervious to whatever it is that you're going to plant there. Whatever you plant, that's what's going to grow. No more and no less. It's not saying, oh, but you're planting something bad and this isn't good for you. So no, it's like, hey, whatever you put in this soil, that's what you're going to get. And the universe kind of works in that same manner as well. Whatever you're giving me, I'm going to give you. So a lot of times we wonder why evil and bad things seem to happen so rapidly and it doesn't seem like there's good in the world. I say you also have to consider, and I know this probably sounds a little crazy and sadistic, but like even people who are quote unquote bad or evil or doing horrible things in this world, you have to think about how much conviction they have to do that bad thing. Like it it probably have outweighed many of people that wanted the opposing thing because they just wanted it more. That means they have signaled out to this, this universe, this playing, whatever you want to call it. And say, yeah, I want this horrible thing to happen so bad that I'm going to focus all of my energy to get it. 
And the universe just acquiesce. Be like, oh, well, that nigga wanted bad enough, so I guess I'll give it to him. But on the same token, it works on the opposite end. If you have conviction, but that conviction does require you to not have the negative self-talk that lives and resides in your mind. Because after a while, it starts to resonate into your body. Then your body believes it. So a lot of times we are kind of struggling with many facets of life through one central issue. And it just manifests in different forms in our lives, but it's really stemming from one thing. And I think that the way that we speak to and about ourselves is pivotal. It is detrimental actually that we pay attention to that and not try to gloss over that negative self-talk with quote unquote positive words of affirmations and quotes and psalms and scriptures and not gloss over a very, very deep rooted issue and covering up with positive affirmations because I'm going to tell you, it's not going to fucking work. It doesn't work like that if you do not believe it. So if we be more conscious of the way that we speak internally, because like it's quoted in the book, life may be listening. The way that we talk to ourselves and about ourselves, life is somewhere eavesdropping like, oh, that's what you think about yourself? Let me give you more. All you talk about is bills, what you got to pay, what you got to do, what you got to pay, what you got to do. If you're living your life and going to work every day and you're only living to pay bills and that's all that you do and that's all that you talk about, guess what's all that's going to come and that's all that's gonna, you're going to do? Pay bills and bills are going to come. Because you're sending out there to the world like, oh, I know, I love bills. That's why I keep talking about it every day. That's why I stress about it. That's why I stay up at night thinking about it. That's why I stay up doing this and this and that to get money so that I can pay bills. So all the universe is hearing and translating is bills, 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 bills. What did Destiny's children say? Can you pay my what? Can you pay my telephone what? Can you pay me water? What? Yeah. Because that's all the universe is hearing. And I didn't want this to be that episode that's talking about the universe and words, positive words. But it's like, we got to come back down to earth. And we really have to be um, realistic with ourselves and practical when we are trying to better ourselves and we are trying to evolve and be better things. We need to also be careful of what we're letting in. And what is already in there that needs work. And if you can't get to this place naturally or whatever, of course, please seek help. Please reach out to a therapist. Please reach out to your uh, insurance providers and see what's available for you in network, out of network doctors, whatever. Do what's necessary to get to this point because it would be extremely difficult being successful being abundant, having anything worth having in this world. If when you get them, all you can see is the sum of all the negative things that you say about yourself and not able to let people in, opportunities in, because all you see is the totality of the things that you did and didn't do. And that's not all that we are. We are so, so much more than that. So this leads me to my next question. And these are just questions that we should just ask ourselves sporadically every now and then. Like, okay, just a quick little check-in what's going on in there. The same way you pick up your phone and check on a friend, check on a family member. It is really okay to just sit quiet and check on yourself and just see if everything in there is okay. And if it isn't, sit with it. Don't try to run from it. Don't try to hurry up and try to find positive words. You don't even have to run and find a Bible. Sit with it for a little bit, you know? So my next question is, are you looking for freedom from yourself or for yourself? And there's a distinct difference to me. To me, guys, I'm not a professional yet, but 
there's a very distinct difference to me. So for people who want to be free, I always ask them from what? From what or from who? Because when you say freedom, you, that it's something that you want. That is with the assumption that you don't have freedom right now. That you cannot be free right now. And that it's something that you long for, something that you want or you're in lack of. When you put freedom as a destination, right? Like somewhere over there, I will be free. Once I go through all of this journey and I get all the way over there, then I'll have X, Y, Z. Same thing with The Alchemist, the book. If you have read it, if you haven't read it, um, this guy is this boy is going on a quest and looking for his pyramids. And I, I've started calling things pyramids. Whatever I see as something in the future that I feel like I should have or be or do, it's my pyramid. It's I know that I have to go on a journey to get to that point because it's over there. And I talked about it before of making happiness and things that we want to achieve or be or do, not make it be a destination like it's somewhere outside of you because it is not. There is nothing that you can ask for, get, do, achieve, be or do that you already aren't. You're not looking for abundance because you are it. You are abundant. You are the definition of it. But if you are in a position where you feel like abundance is over there, you're going to make your life a purpose of trying to get there. And that is not the purpose. A lot of people struggle. What's my purpose? Am I in purpose? I talked about purpose. God knows. I mean, one of my first episodes was about purpose and how people struggle with that. And whether they're in purpose, out of purpose, and we stress ourselves too much, too, too much when we place the happiness and the things that we want out of life. We place it halfway across the world and say, oh, well, it's our way over there and I can't get to it. And I'm just going to spend my life working to get towards that thing. And when I get there, I'll be free. When I get there, I'll be happy. When I get the degree, then I'll be great. Then I'll get the job. Then I'll get the money. Then I'll get the status. Then I'll get that car. Then I'll get the house. Then I'll get the family. Then I'll be happy. Imagine, did you even hear all of those thens? That means every plateau of success that you reached, you couldn't even enjoy it because you were on to the next thing. Soon as you reach the promised land, quote unquote, soon as you reach your pyramids, soon as you reach success or whatever you think success is and isn't, there are so many people that get to that point, realize it's not the end all be all, it's not the alpha or omega. And you're like, huh, I spent all my time and energy and effort and money (laughs) to get this thing. I got it. And I don't feel complete. I got it. And I still feel like there's something else I need to do. There's someone else I need to be. And we look for the next thing. You hear it all the time. Well, back in the pre-COVID days when we, you know, we were just outside and the world was free. And there will be a movie premiere, let's say. And they'll ask the actor, hey, great movie. I'm so excited. This is so amazing. So what's next? You will see football players win the Super Bowl and the reporter will go, oh, you've won the Super Bowl. What next? (laughs) Okay. And then you'll see an artist drop an album that they've spent all of their emotions, their emotionally spent their time. They spent all this time in the studio. They put their heart and soul into this album. The reporter listens to it and goes, sounds great. When's the next one? (laughs) And so we're constantly on the next, on the next, on the next. And we don't have the time. We don't make the time to appreciate the thing that you have, that you've attained. And also realize that it is not the end all be all. And it is not the thing. It is not proof of happiness. 
So we also have to keep in mind that, yes, it is great. It is amazing to have goals because I feel like not having goals and not having things that you want to achieve is like a ship leaving a harbor with no destination, no map and nowhere to go. It's just going to float out there. But when you leave a harbor with a map and a destination and coordinates, you know exactly where you're going, you're more likely to get there. And I know that those things have its purpose, but understanding that there is no ultimate freedom, ultimate happiness, ultimate enlightenment, that you're going to get to this place all the way over there. And when you get it, when you find your treasure, you find your pyramid, oh, and then everything is going to fall into place and everything's going to be perfect from here on out is a falsehood. It's not real. It doesn't exist. There's more. But if we make more happiness, everything that you love, want, need, if you make it outside of you, then you're going to spend the rest of your life hunting, searching, gathering, trying to get, do, achieve, be. All in trying, 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 when really we just need to just be. Just be. You don't have to do something 24-7 to prove... You don't need proof of happiness. You can just be happy. You don't need a reason to love. You can just love. Like my mother, I don't have a list of reasons why I love her. I mean, I do, but it's not enough. I don't need reason and justification to love her. Just like you don't need reasons and justifications to love, accept, And listen to yourself. You do not have to believe the negative thoughts that you aren't good enough. You aren't capable. Oh, well, I tried that one time and it didn't work out. Okay, well, it didn't work that one time. Ten years ago. Try it again. Now that you're a new person, you know new things, you're wiser, you're older. We have to readjust our limitations. We have to be transparent and what we even think our limitations are because a lot of times it's just stemmed in fear I never tried that before so I just tell people that I don't and it's like there is all this living out there there's all this life that could be lived if you didn't see it through your limited perspective through what you think you are capable and incapable of imagine Because every time you tell yourself something negative and believe it, you're closing your view on the world. And after a while, you're going to be looking at life through a keyhole. A keyhole because all you can see is all the things that you are not. All the things that you can't have, you don't do, you will never be able to do. If you shroud your world with all the negative things, there will be no beauty in it because you can't see beauty in it because you can't see beauty in yourself. And I really hope that you guys get this. I really do because life is listening. It's listening to me right now. It's listening to my inner thoughts. And I don't ever want life to eavesdrop on my life and hear that I'm not being appreciative. I don't want life to lean on over and hear me complaining when it's people halfway across the world that haven't eaten in two weeks. I don't ever want life to catch me lacking. (laughs) I don't. I want life to lean over and I'm saying the great things. I'm talking about the good things. Shout out to Jania Aiko. All of the good things. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm on a roll right now because I feel the spirit moving, Jesus. I feel it moving. No, seriously. I feel something rushing through my body right now because I know for certain that I am speaking from my soul to your soul. And so I'm not talking to the person. I'm not talking to your name. I'm not talking to the person that does this title. I'm not talking to the mother. I'm not talking to the husband, the friend, the whatever your title is in someone's life. I'm not talking to that. I am talking to your soul. The one that doesn't have a name. 
I'm talking to that one. And you know that this is true. And you know that there are limitations that no one else put in your life except you. No one told you you were horrible except your own doubts. No one reassured you that you were bad. And even if they did, right? Let's talk about the flip side of that. Well, you're saying, oh, well, Tanya, you're saying, oh, believe and tell yourself positive things and be careful and be conscious and whatever and about the way that you speak to yourself. What about when other people confirm, reconfirm, reaffirm, reassure the negative things that we say about ourselves? If internally you go, oh, my God, I'm so fat. And then you turn around and someone goes, oh, my God, you're so fat. It is the, the <laughs> reconfirmation and validity that you need. For you, it is the proof that you need that you are indeed fat. And maybe it's true. Maybe it is. It's the same thing. It's, it's really on the same principle. The tougher you make yourself on the inside, the impenetrable you will be to outside criticism. Really. You really make yourself like Fort Knox in there and not as any kind of fake thing. Oh, no, you can't get to me. I don't have feelings. You can't hurt my feelings. Oh, no, I don't. No, it's not in being fake about that either. It's about knowing just how amazing you are that it doesn't even fucking matter what anyone else has to say about you or to you. That your conviction of yourself internally is so strong that not no one, no one can bring you down from there. And this isn't that you need to be knocked down a few pegs and no, this is that you're so content and you believe who you are and what you are and you believe in it. It's impenetrable. It's impenetrable. There are certain people that we we know in our personal lives, there are celebrities that we know that can just deal with criticism. And, and you're like, wow. Like we struggle when a couple people don't like us. When we get a message or something of somebody not liking us or liking something about us and we're all up in arms about that. And I'm like, if you're struggling with that, you'll have a very difficult time if you become successful because you have to be able to deal with a thousand people not liking you. 10,000, a million people not liking you. If you can't handle a handful of comments on Instagram, how are you going to handle? And so this is what I'm saying. This is what it's bringing me back to. You create the world inside and then the world outside starts reflecting that. But if you don't have a solid foundation inside, you don't know who you are, you don't investigate who you are, you don't make an attempt to figure out who you are, then yes, you're going to be susceptible and believe people when they tell you who you are. Because there is no evidence inside, internally, that you're this amazing person. But as soon as someone says something negative, you will believe that. You believe that 10 times quicker than you will believe someone telling you that you're absolutely gorgeous and amazing. You believe you're horrible, you're a procrastinator, and I fucking hate you. You believe that far, far, far quicker than any type of positivity because internally you've conditioned yourself to accept negativity. And we just have to change that around and just learn something new. And so long as you're living, there is time and room and space to be brand new. I love this lyric from Aubrey. And Aubrey says, you can be whoever you want, even yourself. Even yourself. So whatever costume you want to put on for that day, fine. But you also have the option to be yourself. You also have the option to speak life to yourself. This isn't going around being boastful and being a jackass and telling everybody how freaking amazing you are. I mean, you can, you can, but that kind of like deviates from the point altogether. And it's really just to make yourself good in there. Check on yourself in there. And it's not crazy. 
And there's nothing wrong with it whatsoever. And I want to emphasize the fact that you are not the sum of your mistakes or bad decisions. I don't know who this message is for. I don't know. Whoever's listening to this is for you. But you are not the sum of your mistakes and bad decisions. And a lot of times that prevents us from seeing the best in ourselves. For seeing us the way that other people see us. It's, it's difficult to see ourselves in such a foggy lens. But I know that we've all made decisions we're not proud of. And we've all made mistakes, mindless mistakes. Stuff that you look back and go, oh my God, I was such an idiot. I can't believe I did something like that. Or I can't believe I hurt somebody. I can't believe I did these things. And you look back and feel like, well, my life went this way because I made this one decision and I'm bad now. I'm the sum of all the things that I did wrong in life. And you're just not. You're not any of those things. And to wholeheartedly believe it, you cannot get freedom from yourself or for yourself. Personally, I'll tell y'all that I stopped looking for this generalized quote unquote freedom. And I started looking for freedom from myself. I needed to get away from this girl that I constructed inside of me that was self-loathing, that was insecure, that didn't want to accept accountability, responsibility, horrible things that I didn't like about myself. That is what I wanted freedom from. And when I found it, when I found out that freedom wasn't over there somewhere and that all I had to do was accept the ugliness that, that was inside of me and not push it away and act like it didn't happen or try to pretend as if the bad decisions or mistakes that you did make didn't mean anything. You also can't gloss over those things either. It's in the acceptance. It's like, okay, I did these things. I could have made better decisions, but I didn't. I only made decisions based on my highest level of, of, of education or knowledge at that time. Because if I would have known better, you would have what? Done better. You got it. You already know. So again, I don't know who this message is for. <laughs> and I hope you got it. And I hope that it resonates. You know, I tell y'all this. And of course, hit me up if you have any thoughts, if this did touch home for you let me know I love to hear how you guys feel I love to read your thoughts opinions all these good things on the show hit me up adulting I hate it here pod at gmail.com and of course you can always hit up me on the twitter and anywhere else um at I am queen t you know I'm always there but um but no I really hope that you guys get this because it's something that was so pivotal for me and my life and my journey that it seemed crazy for people to not be aware of the internal dialogue can really uproot and affect so many parts of our lives and prevent us from loving and being loved prevent us from whatever we see success is it will prevent us from all the joys of life if you are looking through life through that keyhole. Broaden your, your vision and be kind to yourself. I tell y'all that all the time. I tweet it. Be kind to yourself. We overextend our kindness to strangers, okay? You overextend your kindness to your family, your friends, your coworkers, your man, your woman, your children. We're constantly overextending ourselves and then when it comes to you to be kind to yourself to overextend love or compassion or positive energy or words into yourself it can't even stick because you have nothing left so like i said i don't know who that's for sorry about it <laughs> i'm gonna move on and lighten up this 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 tension right now because I really felt like the spirit was moving me. But 
I want to get into a new segment I call, am I tripping or... So boom. First things first. I pop a freak solo, honey. I got to work on myself. I told y'all I would just break out in a song because I'm a crazy person. But am I tripping or... Does Kamala do the bare minimum of her black woman shtick and receive praise? Am I tripping? Because I know that there was a debate. I don't watch those things on the televisions, but I know there was a debate. I saw some clips, yada, yada, yada. And what it, this is the most unprofessional goddamn election I have ever seen in my life. Honestly, it felt like Kamala was just sitting around trying to figure out how she could create cute memes. That's what I felt. I felt like she was doing a black woman shtick. I felt like she was doing a, I'm keeping it real. And it's, it just irritates me. She, she irritates me. She is the aunt that shows up during the holidays and tells you that you gained 20 pounds, but like in the rudest, nastiest way. It's her. Especially when she open mouth smile. You can't really trust people that open mouth smile like that. Like it's just gaped open. With the teeth and the all that. Yeah, I don't buy any of that. So, I don't know. I could be tripping or she could be doing a bare minimum. Now, am I also tripping or does Jasmine Guy, a.k.a. Whitley Gilbert, look like Prince now? Am, am, I, am I the only person seeing this? Because I'm like, oh, didn't know... Didn't know Roger came back or nothing. Nobody sent me a iMessage or nothing. But definitely an observation I had peeped out recently. Also, am I tripping? Or the stickers on the floor and establishments are not quite six feet apart. Also, what's up with those arrows? As if I'm going to only go down the aisle, the direction of the arrow. Look, you can't tell me what to do. Like, listen, I'm I'm going to be six feet away from people, but I'm coming down this aisle whichever way I come down this aisle. And you know where I'll be located? In the wishing nigga woods. So if you have any questions to see if you tripping or not, hit me up. Adulting, I hate it here, pod at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, hit me up on Twitter as well. Do I have anything else? Well, I did have another Am I Trippin', but it really was just to speak light to the realization that our good sis Kim Parker, because we're the punkers, dang mama, I feel like she got a crazy amount of attention placed on her weight when I'm looking at these uh, old episodes like, well, what weight? I mean, yes, she was, her physique is bigger than Brandy or Nisi on the show or whatever. Yeah, but she really had like a regular girl's body. Like if you walk down the street, Kim had a regular girl's body. So the scrutiny that she got about her weight and even the slick comments they were saying at the time about her weight, it was like, sis did not deserve and we had a very, very skewed view of beauty in the 90s and 2000s. And we all know that. But I just felt the need to speak my piece on our good sis because she didn't deserve that. She absolutely did not. And shout out to her, her blonde pigtails. And shout out to Nikki Parker because she was also a RAB. And if you know what RAB is, shout out to you. Care about you a lot. Anywho. That's the show. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I got finals coming up. So if y'all don't see me socializing and whatnot, that's why. Unless you want to do my homework and assignments, then hit me up on my personal. <laughs> because, um, yes, please do my homework. Anyway, remember, guys, adulting is a verb. It is something that you do. It is not who you are. I will see y'all next week. Bye. Short people got no reason. Short people got no reason.
short people got no 